This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment and there's also a glossing detangler, which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair's too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney Plus. Welcome to Thursday's solo episode. Am I disheveled in the midst of chaos? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. And that's just how it's going to be, probably for the rest of the summer, because I don't know why I underestimated how big of a deal it is to move an entire house with a child. But I literally, in my mind, I was like, oh, yeah. Within two days of moving in, like we move in on Friday, everything will be set up on Sunday and we will just resume normal life. Like, what was I thinking? There's boxes everywhere. I'm recording in the bedroom in the basement. Uh, Next to this bedroom is where I'm going to put a studio. In my mind, the studio was going to be set up right now, fully functional. All the equipment set up, everything good to go. I don't even have my iMac set up. I don't even know where it is. The studio right now is just full of boxes. And the frustrating thing is that, and I knew this was going to happen. As I mentioned before, this house has a lot less storage room. We need to build storage, like built-ins and put things in the house and in closets that makes it functional. Um, And until we do that, it's hard to know where to put things. So I think next week I'm going to have people come in, look at my closet for sure. The other closets, uh, the TV where the wall is in the living room. I want storage all over that wall. So we will try and get something going to be able to put stuff somewhere. The one bonus is that the basement of this house was set up to be an apartment. So we have a second kitchen technically. So all the stuff that we don't use on a regular basis is down in this kitchen, which is really nice. Also, the odd time that we host a lot of people for a dinner, I bought a ton of nice dishes from... Ugh, I don't even remember the brand now, but they were really nice. <clears throat> not super nice. Like, they're not expensive. I bought them at freaking uh, the superstore. They're nice for us, considering we're used to eating on Ikea plates. So these were an upgrade. I bought a ton of those plates, but it's way too much to have in 
our cupboard like we won't use those plates at all so now I'm able to put a ton of those plates and just keep like eight in like a set of eight of everything including utensils in our kitchen and put all the extras down here so that's been nice but yeah boxes everywhere I guess slowly we will start to get set up Right now, I would like to have the house deep cleaned and my sister is supposed to come and do that for me at some point. Um, I've done a little bit here and there. Definitely need to mop the floors. Oh my god, they're filthy. Um, but I made some notes of things to chat about with regard to our move. First thing I wanted to talk about was working from home with a child. I underestimated how big of a deal it is to move with a child, an entire house. Also, how I'm supposed to get work done with a child. So today I had two meetings. The first meeting was with Sean. He's the one that creates all the content, the podcast clips that you see. He like keeps track of all my analytics and stuff, which is amazing. I have a PhD in basically statistics and he's like, do you ever look at your analytics? I'm like, never literally never. And he, every week we go through like the past week all the analytics for the podcast account. It's really, it's really cool. So anywho, had a meeting with him at 11 I was, or at noon today. So I set Milo up with my iPad next to me and just did the meeting from my laptop in bed. Milo was eating a banana. Like it was funny. Every once in a while he would be like, hi, hi. And the good thing about my meetings is that usually they're pretty chill and casual and it's not like I'm meeting with a business person, although tomorrow I have a meeting for a partnership that is a little bit more serious, and I'm like, oh god. Hopefully <clears throat> he is well behaved, but we shall see. My second meeting today was with my network to talk about a live event that we are planning for the fall in Toronto. I'm very excited, but I set Milo up with a bucket of water and his water gun that he bought the other day. And he was filling his water gun up with water, spraying the deck, having a, a fun time. So I just set my laptop up at the kitchen table so I could keep an eye on him and do my meeting at the same time. And I put bubbles because at the same time this was happening, there was a guy in the house fix it, trying to fix the dishwasher because the dishwasher is not working. And I'm like, oh my God. This is the problem with working from home. Like if I worked in an office and I wasn't home with a child, I would never have these kind of like stressors while you're trying to get work done. Like I'm trying to do a meeting. There's a guy in my kitchen pulling the dishwasher out. And I was like, I'm going to log into a meeting. But if you need to talk to me, like it's okay. Like just like wave or whatever. And then Milo's outside. I put the dog outside too because he was barking at the guy trying to fix the dishwasher. And I was like, oh my God, could this be more of a clusterfuck? So Bubbles is outside in his house, which is a little like a travel carrier. The entire time, I didn't realize this, Milo was spraying Bubbles with his water gun. And I'm like, why is everyone so quiet? Like Milo was quiet, Bubbles was quiet. And then Milo tried to carry Bubbles into the house while I'm in my meeting. And he was like, Bubbles was really dirty, but now he's clean. And I was like, what? Like he's clean. And then I started to understand what was going on. He let Bubbles out of his house. The, f the front half of Bubbles was soaking wet. Oh my God. I was like, the poor dog is probably traumatized. The 
the two girls I was meeting with from my network are like pissing their pants laughing because I'm holding a wet dog and Milo's like sitting beside me. I was like, this is, the dishwasher guy leaves. He's just like trying to leave quietly. Doesn't close the front door. The door, the front door like blows open. I'm like, oh my God, I have to go close the front door. Like one second, please. Chaos. And the first day I was home with Milo, he locked me out of the house. I was like, how, like, this is going to be an interesting summer. Uh, a series of unfortunate events, if you will. So luckily I don't have to do any recordings in person. Not in person, I mean with other people. I just have to do my solos. But even that is a challenge because now I'm doing this at seven o'clock at night. My husband's upstairs with Milo. But so what I've found and that I have only had a normal, like it's Tuesday. We moved in Friday. I was at a hotel downtown the week before. I haven't even had the experience, but just in these last two evenings, I'm like, oh no, I'm going to be doing childcare stuff, like taking meetings when I can during the day and then trying to get work done all evening, which evenings are my joy. That's my favorite time of day is reading my Kindle, giving myself lots of time, going up to bed at 8.30, 9 o'clock, maybe watching an episode of Desperate Housewives, and then reading my Kindle until I fall asleep. So I was doing work on my laptop in the living room last night till like 10.30. And I'm going to start to get super behind because even just, so today's Tuesday, I'm recording this episode at 7 p.m., Tomorrow, I have a meeting at 11, a meeting at noon, uh, a meeting at 2, and a hair appointment at 3. So when am I going to, like, cut the clips for this episode, get all the information into the app for Sean to, like, create everything, and then also get stuff ready for next week's episodes? Ah. But at the, at the same time, it's funny because I think back a few weeks ago and I wanted to start a whole second podcast like now like last week daily podcast so yeah I think it's wise that I pushed that off until Milo's back in school and I actually have a studio set up so we shall see um okay so what has the move been like so far Oh yeah, first of all, I would just like to say I storied like getting ready for my first meeting today and I storied and Milo was watching the iPad and someone tried to shame me. They DM'd me, like responded to the story and they were like, oh, of course he's on a screen or something like that. And I was like, um, yeah, he is. You want to know what the alternative is? He's like waterboarding my dog in the backyard. So tomorrow when I have my meetings, yes, he will be on a screen and that's just how it's going to be. Okay. I did a poll on my stories about the live event and I was like, do you guys want one big guest? Uh, By big, I mean like a well-known fun person and we would just do like a typical live podcast kind of thing or more of an event where we cover different topics like marriage after kids, uh, what's the other one? Attachment, maternal mental health, things like that. And most people selected the different topics. So now that I have that information in my brain, we are going to create the coolest goddamn show. 
covering these different topics, having different guests. Um, so stay tuned for that. That's what I'm working on right now. Now that we have the like the basic concept of what the show will be, we will start to plan it out, do plan out the different segments, uh, pick a date, uh, location. So it's going to be really exciting. Um, will I shit my pants? Yes, I will shit my pants. But that's okay because I'm a poop influencer. So it's very on brand if I do shit my pants. <clears throat> the move. Okay, first of all, I will say, am I in a Hallmark movie? Because yeah, like our house is really nice and we have trees everywhere and it's very like beautiful. Last night we were sitting on the front porch because we went out for dinner. We got, well, because I, so I had planned to make salmon, rice, and carrots for dinner last night. And I'm like, where the fuck's the rice cooker? And my husband's like, I don't know. Is it unpacked? And I'm looking around the kitchen and I'm like, oh my God, I threw it out because I had that rice cooker forever, like for years. And the rice would always stick to the inside of the rice cooker because it was all scratched to shit. And my sister was like, uh, you know, that's toxic. Once it gets scratched up like that, I was like, what? So I tossed it out and I, my husband's like, don't toss it out until you replace it. And I'm like, no, I'm getting rid of it. I will replace it tomorrow. That was like two weeks ago. And obviously I didn't replace it. So we couldn't make rice. And then my husband's like, fuck it, let's just go out for dinner. So we went out for dinner. Then we went for ice cream, went to Canadian Tire. And when we got back at Canadian Tire, my son picked out this little bag of slime and you have to get dinosaur bones in the slime and then make the dinosaur. And I was like, whatever, let's just do it outside and not in the car. So when we got home, we sat on the front porch and he was doing the slime, but the slime got everywhere. If you came over to our house right now on the front porch, you would just see orange slime. So that's embarrassing. But anyways, while we are trying to pick up the slime, which does not come off concrete at all, uh, these two older, this older couple from a few doors down, they were like, hi, like walking towards us on our front porch, coming up the driveway, carrying cookies that she baked with a little bow on top and a card. It was the cutest thing in the world. And so they were talking to us for a little while. Milo's like eating the cookies after he just went for ice cream, but I didn't want to be like, no, you can't have a cookie because she freaking baked them for him. So I was like, yes, have all the cookies you want. Like <laughs> super cute. And I was like, am I in a Hallmark movie? Like you always hear about things like this, you know, like neighbors coming over being like, hi, welcome to the neighborhood. And I was like, never thought it would actually happen to me. And it did. They're the cutest ever. They're like, yeah, in the card, like we left our names and our phone number. Like, so if you guys need anything and they were just saying how amazing the neighborhood is. And I was like, yeah, clearly. Um, so there's that. And then our neighbor directly next to us is also the cutest little lady. She's always out like trimming hedges and like gardening. And she today was okay so this is what happened I was in the kitchen doing dishes or something and I look out the window because we don't have blinds yet which we really need blinds but anyways I look out the window and she's walking past our house and I was like hmm what is she doing so I like just look out the window and she's bringing our neighbor on the other side she's bringing their garbage bins because it was garbage day today bringing their bins up to their garage and I'm like uh-oh, like ours are still at the end of the driveway. I don't want her to like have to do that for us. So I like get on my, get my sandals on, 
go outside and I start to bring our garbage can up to the house and she starts talking to me like, oh, how's everything going and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, well, I have two more hours left before I have to go do, I forget what she said, but she's like, if you and Milo want to come over for a swim, um, you know, like feel free to come over because she has a, a pool in her backyard. And I was like, that is the cutest thing ever. I had a meeting starting in like a half hour and the dishwasher guy had just showed up. So we couldn't go over for a swim, but for sure next time she's outside and I want to go for a swim, I'm just going to like hang out outside until she invites us. Um, especially now that Milo can swim by himself with his little puddle jumper life jacket. Glorious. So it's the cutest. Like I'm obsessed with our neighbors. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. You guys know I have been very intentional with what we've been eating lately. I'm looking at protein, I'm looking at sugar content, and avoiding things like artificial ingredients or colorings. Milo used to always want pancakes or waffles in the mornings, and now he is getting into cereal, and I'm so excited because Magic Spoon is the perfect option. Their variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. They have zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of carbs per serving. They're made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and I'm just so happy that he's getting a good amount of protein before he goes off to school. And it's a great snack for me and my husband too, because 13 to 14 grams of protein in the cereal, now you add a high protein milk, you're set. That is such a high protein snack or meal. I should also mention that it is gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So go to magicspoon.com slash momroom to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code momroom at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash momroom and use the code momroom to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. It is 2024. As busy parents, it's hard to completely overhaul our lives, but what we can do is make small changes that will make our lives easier. And that is where Little Spoon comes in. Their goal is to make keeping your kid healthy feel like the easiest part of your day so that you can cut through all the drama of mealtime. Little Spoon offers baby blends, biteables, and plates. So baby blends is fresh, organic baby food. They have single ingredients, but also multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. Biteables make the transition to finger foods easy because they are cut perfectly to size, which promotes self-feeding. And of course, all the Biteables are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. And then there are plates for your toddlers and your bigger kids. They are meals that are free of all the bad stuff. They taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. They have things like hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous things like pot stickers, gnocchi, and more. Little Spoon also has smoothies and build-it-yourself lunches. Did I mention it all comes right to your door? It is super flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. You can pick up the menu and change up what you order every single time. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You and your kids will love it. It's a huge win-win for your family. 
Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. On the other side, the people whose bins she was bringing up, they have little kids. They have a playground in the backyard. They seem super nice as well, but I think they work during the day and their kids must be doing other stuff because they're not really around during the day. Then our neighbor's whose backyards, uh, like our backyards attached together. I was so concerned moving here that I was going to be next to students that party all the time. You have no idea. I was having like panic attacks all because I saw this girl on TikTok who was living in Guelph and she had little kids and that was her situation. She was living next to a student rental house and it was god awful and she would tell all the stories on TikTok. And so I watched the all her videos one night and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm panicked." And now look at me. I have like the cutest family on one side with little kids that Milo can play with. Then I have a woman with a pool that is the cutest that brings people's garbage bins up to their house and like asked me if she could trim our hedges today. I was like, Oh, yeah, thank you so much. And then people that are like bringing us cookies and giving us their phone number in case we need anything. It's the cutest thing ever. And then the people who are backyards attached at the back, they have a pool as well, but they have a deck in the backyard. And the other day, um, the woman was out there meditating and doing yoga. I was like, okay, that is the kind of neighbor that I want to have in my life somebody that meditates outside and does yoga, you know? Like, I couldn't have gotten more opposite neighbors to students that party. So, interesting. I am in a Hallmark movie. Knock on wood, because I hope I'm not jinxing myself. And then today, this guy, someone, I was talking to the girls from my network today, and she was like, yeah, isn't Guelph like a student, like a university town, and like, there's lots of things to do and university students and blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, like just today I was doing dishes or something. I'm always doing dishes because our dishwasher is not working right now. But um, I was like, I was doing dishes and this guy came to the door and he was like, oh, like, do you know your neighbors down the street? We're doing this like promotion. We're washing like people's windows in the neighborhood for, you know, X amount of dollars. And he's like, if you want, I can go around your house, look at your windows and give you a quote. I was like, sure such a nice like young man you know and he had a business card and he left it with me and I was like this is so cool like people are just like hey like we'll clean your windows um so that was really neat and what else some things that we need to address okay love the trees we have trees you look out any window in the house and it's just full of trees which I am obsessed with if you remember I explained how years and years ago I read this thing from Oprah that said something about wealth is measured by the number of trees on your property or something like that. Anyways, it always stuck with me and I'm obsessed with trees and they're just so beautiful to look at when you're looking out your window, but they also cause a little bit of issues. So we're going to have to have probably an arborist regularly come to trim some of the trees because they'll go right into the house like they're already starting to touch the house and I think that's how the squirrels got on the roof we have a flat part on covering the porch that I can see from the windows upstairs 
and there was squirrels just hanging out up there uh, eating all the stuff that must fall from the trees. So we need to get people to like clear the top of the roof. But because the trees are so big and covering everywhere, stuff must just fall on the roof all the time. So we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, you don't want to fuck with squirrels. Like I don't want to have a squirrel issue. <clears throat> so the trees, while they're amazing, they also cause a little bit of problems, uh, maintenance kind of things. Also bugs. And I noticed it even just when we would come do house visits. If we were in the backyard, we met with a guy to build the fence and there's like so many mosquitoes, so many spiders, so many like cobwebs. But I also think it's because the house hasn't been lived in by people who are like maintaining it. So there's like spider webs everywhere, like all over the outside of the house and we need to get it cleaned. Also in the backyard, it's just like overgrown chaos. So we need to get that all cleaned up and then I think it will really cut down on the mosquitoes and the bugs in the back. Um, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, another thing, I've never had black tiles in a bathroom. So my husband has black hair. Obviously, I have blonde hair. And we've always had white bathrooms. And so I can see my husband's hair on the counters, the floors. Like, it drives me batshit crazy. I cannot, like I'm so picky about bathrooms being clean. That's what I just told him today. I was like, we need to have one of the little mini like handheld Dysons readily available in our bathroom because in the old house, he had his own bathroom because we had four bedrooms upstairs and we had three full bathrooms. So Milo had his own bathroom, my husband had his own bathroom, and I had my own bathroom. In this house, we have two bathrooms upstairs, so Milo's going to have a bathroom, and then I guess I'll allow my husband to, to shower and stuff in our bathroom. I don't know. But um, now that it's black tiles, you can see my freaking blonde hairs. Like, I blow-dried my hair the other day, and there's blonde hairs all over the black tiles, and it drives me nuts. So... And then we have a white counter, so you can see my husband's hairs on the on the white counter very I'm very anal about hair in a bathroom I don't know why dog hair no human hair yes and it's the same with you know if I was like at someone's house and there's like pet hair places not as bothered but if I see human hair disgusting why is it like that why is dog hair okay like I could be laying in a pile of bubbles fucking hair that he's shed everywhere and I'm just like do to do like don't care if one of my husband's hairs is like on a pillow or something that I'm about to lay on I'm like ah like pick it off and like get rid of it isn't that so weird yet I will like cuddle with my husband and sleep with him and you know what I mean so weird anyways also we need a new shower head in our so our bathroom only has the rain shower top which the old house did too but it came out the side of the wall and and was close to my head this one is so high up that the pressure i can't even wash my hair in our shower and there's no handheld one to like be able to do your hair there's no other faucet like shower head it's just the rainfall 
shower head, which is not enough for me at all. Even to clean the showers, my mom was saying like, how are you going to clean your shower if you don't have the handheld hose thing? You know, you'd have to, especially with just the rain shower, what are you going to do? Hold a bucket over your head to like fill it with water to rinse the tiles after you wash them? It's crazy. So that's going to be a big job that we have to like have someone come in to tell us what our options would be to fix that. Obviously, they would have to bust tiles and again, it's probably going to be a big job. So as of right now, I think we're going to buy a new shower head for Milo's um, shower because that one I don't find very good either. It's way better than ours, but also doesn't have the handheld thing. And for Milo, like to rinse his hair and stuff, it's nice to have that. So we're going to get a new shower head for his shower and I think I'll just wash my hair in that shower for the time being. <clears throat> and then blinds. We need blinds so badly. We have massive windows in this house and no blinds, no window treatments whatsoever, which is fine. Like during the day, I don't care that people can like see me in my house. Although this afternoon, Milo was like running around the living room naked with his pants over his head. I was like, Milo, like people can probably see you outside. He did not care. I was like, we need blinds. Uh, this is embarrassing. I hope nobody sees what is happening in my living room right now. But I took a video and sent it to my mom. I was like, uh, we need blinds ASAP. <laughs> she's like, yeah, and a child psychologist. <laughs> Guys, she's kidding. So we need blinds. And my mom was like, look into it. Like they're very expensive, but what are we going to do? Our windows don't really suit curtains because they're so tall and high up and just the vibe of the house is more modern and like minimalistic. So I don't think I want to put curtains up. And then I have a massive window in my bedroom. So I've been waking up at 5 a.m. every day because the sun is shining through the window. I have three different eye masks that I've tried to wear. They're so uncomfortable. I have the one that is like a dome over your eyes so that it doesn't squish your eyelashes and like you don't feel the pressure against your eyes, but I sleep on my face. So it's like pressing into my face and then I have two just normal ones, but I find them so tight and I'm like, is it going to give me a headache? So I can't wear an eye mask. So I try and fall asleep just with the blanket kind of covering my face, but then obviously over the night that is not there anymore. And then I'm wide awake at 5 a.m. It's very annoying. So we need blinds. We need a fence. Good Lord. We need my studio. Good Lord. Good Lord. Okay. So I wanted to talk a little bit about working from home with kids being out of school. And I saved a bunch of your responses because I asked you guys what you guys do. Somebody asked me why I didn't put Milo in summer camps. First of all, there's a plethora of reasons. So first I thought he's a little bit young to be doing summer camps. I don't know why I think that, but I just do. Like a lot of the summer camps, it's not like school where he's kept with kids his own age. It would be more kind of like his after-school program where there's lots of older kids as well. And I don't know, I just, we also moved in the summer. So I didn't know when we would exactly be living in Guelph. 
uh, where we would be living, if we would be living in Waterloo, would we be in Guelph? So like I didn't pre-register him for anything. I also don't like not having the flexibility. So it's not like I work nine to five for somebody else and know that I'm going to be busy all summer. I can take time here and there as I want and go to my parents' place. We could go to Vancouver. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't like... I wanted that flexibility this summer, which is why I pre-recorded all my guest interviews so that I could have that flexibility. Yeah, and I just... I don't know. There's something about... I, I think a lot of it also has to do with I didn't go to summer camp as a kid. Like when I was a teenager or like 12, I did basketball camp and camps here and there. But like it wasn't a thing that I did because my mom, for the most part, was stay at home until we were older. So I'm not familiar with camps. I just thought it was odd. It's also a huge transition for him to move into a new house and I didn't want to be like, okay, bye, dropping you off at camp now. So yeah, we will ease into it over the next couple years. But in the back of my mind, there's also an element of mom guilt to it because in the back of my mind, I know, and this is like with everything that I do, even during the year when he's in school, like I said, I don't work for somebody else. I can, I have the ability to be home and do childcare and take him places and spend the summer with him. I have that as an option. So it's hard for me to not take that option, um, especially when it means we can go up to my parents' house for like a week at a time and he loves going there, loves swimming. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe next year we'll try a camp and see how it goes. Um, I know lots of people, like that was the most common answer, like people's kids go to camps. And that's what I was wondering now that he's in kindergarten, he's not in daycare, which runs year round. I was like, holy frick, like what do people do with their kids in the summer? And everyone's like camps, camps, camps. And I'm like two months of camps. Like it just seems crazy. Do they have downtime at camps or is it just like go, go, go? Like, you know, I just, I don't understand. Or is it basically just like school, but in the summertime, you know? Again, I'm just not familiar with camps. And for me, it was like I went to a basketball camp for one week when I was like 12. It was a blast. So fun. But other than that, I don't understand what camps are for kids that are his age. So kept him home. Um, a lot of people said they have family or they split the workday with their partner, which is wild. I don't have that option, obviously. People get childcare. Some people probably get a nanny to just come to the house. Like, this is all things. Because we moved right at the beginning of the summer, I think next year I'll have more of an idea of what I want to do. Like, maybe I do have someone come for the summer and help out. Um, my mother-in-law is going to come for two weeks in August, which is huge. Like that two weeks, I can get everything done. Um, I'm probably going to travel to New York to record some in-person interviews. Uh, I'm hosting an event, which is super exciting. So having family that is available to help is huge. So anyways, it's difficult. And again, it's if you're the flexible parent, 
if you're the default parent that has the flexible job, which is me, I have the flexible job, uh, these are things that you deal with. You're at home trying to uh, engage in a meeting while your child is squirting your dog in the backyard with a water gun and someone's trying to fix the dishwasher. That's another thing. Moving into a new house, there's going to be so many people like coming in and out while I'm trying to do stuff. The water softener guy is coming Monday. The dishwasher guy is coming back Tuesday. It's just like, bop, bop, bop. That's also the issue with working from home in general. You have to deal with all that stuff. And when you have a little dog that barks nonstop at people that come in the house, it is so annoying. And now throw a four-year-old in there. Anyways, guys, it's going to be great. So I'm very excited to get my studio set up. I just need the motivation. I got my period yesterday and it's it's wilding out. So um haven't been in the mood to set up a studio, but maybe Milo will help me on Thursday or Friday. So that's it for me. I've been talking too much. I better go upstairs and cut some clips and get some stuff ready and really want to read my book. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to give a quick book review. I finished The Love Hypothesis. I liked it. I read the whole thing. I related a lot to it. Not that I had anything happen remotely close to like what happened in that book, but because she was in her PhD, it was just fun to like hear all the lingo and it was very bang on for what being in a PhD is like. Like the grants, the public speaking, like I could relate to a lot of her situation. It was good, but I'm always like, who? Like, these books, you pick it up and it's like this cartoon, like, little cute cover, The Love Hypothesis, and I'm like, oh, cute. So I start reading it, and then halfway through the book, there's, like, the most graphic sex scenes that you're reading, and I'm like, nobody would look at that book cover and be like, oh, this is going to be spicy. It's like, oh, this is going to be a cute little rom-com. But I'm starting to realize that every book that's like a cute little rom-com is basically a porno in in literature. A word porno. It's crazy. When I think about books that are like that, where you're going to be like reading basically porno, I think about like Fabio on the cover with like an open leather vest and like his hair blowing in the wind. Not just like a cute little cartoon like with a beaker and a lab coat on, the love hypothesis. So I'm always taken aback. I'm like, oh my God, so graphic. Anyways, it was great. It was, it was a good book, but I'm just like, where did this come from? You know, it's like a cute little rom-com until the one chapter, the one chapter where they're getting intimate. And I'm like, what? Like, did I click on another book? What's happening? So it was good. The book that I'm reading now is called The Five Star Weekend by Elin Hildebrand. I'm obsessed with her books. I love her kind of writing and storytelling. It's exactly the kind of books that I like to read before bed. So I started that one last night and I can already tell that I'm going to love it. So stay tuned. And I do believe that Ariana and I are going to start a book club. Hopefully September 1st, we will launch it. So stay tuned. We're going to have an actual book club uh, where we meet in person in Guelph, maybe once every six weeks. And then we will also do it online so that you at home can form your own little clubs and follow along with what we're reading. 
and we haven't figured out how we're going to share our thoughts. Like, are we going to put it in the podcast or are we going to just like post about it or yeah. So we'll see. Um, so stay tuned for that. And I think that's that on that guys. I've been talking for almost 40 minutes. So am I trying to avoid bedtime or am I just having lots to say? We don't know. Do we? All right. Thanks for listening guys. Bye.